Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. It is a Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. We're going to talk about firefighter cancer this morning and uh, three guests here to uh, to talk about it. We welcome back Ryan McGill from uh, from uh, the Fairfax Fire and Rescue. Ryan, it's always good to have you here. Good morning. Good morning, Ted. Thanks for having us again this year. Steve Weissman is uh, back. You were uh, retired from Stafford. Was it just you were you spent a lot of time I know in Stafford, but it seems like you spent your uh, you you moved around a couple. I did. I did. Well, good morning. Yeah, I uh, started my career in Fairfax. Moved on after uh, 26 and a half years and then uh, started working in Stafford and retired from them. Yeah, so good to have you back, Steve. Thank and you. we welcome for the first time from Spotsylvania Assistant Chief Chris Lonzo is here. Chris, great to have you here this morning. Thank you. Great to be here, Ted. Definitely appreciate the opportunity. How long have you been with, with, with Spotsylvania? Tell a little bit about your, your journey to become, uh, or, you know, what got you here. Sure. So I actually started volunteering with Falmouth Volunteer Firemen's Association back in 96. Okay. So I've been in the fire service 28 years overall and uh, 21 years with Spotsylvania and several years with Washington, D.C. Fire Department as well. What got you involved in, in, in firefighting? So uh, Backdraft, the movie Backdraft. Yeah, when I was a kid, and yeah, I moved here to Stafford County on Deacon Road, yeah. and came down here 14 years old from Pittsburgh, and I watched uh, Falmouth go up and down the road, and that hooked me. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, oh. yeah. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That and, and just affected a movie like that. I remember that. That was a great movie. Yeah, and hooked me, and that's what I've done my entire adult life is you know, working the fire service. Wow. The uh, Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month, we're going to get, this is really, it, it, it is always great to have you guys come in, but uh, but Ryan, this is, it, it always, when, when the show ends, I'm just over, I'm really overwhelmed with the, the numbers and the things, the things when we talk about firefighter cancer that we don't, people not in the, I just never would have thought about some of the, some of these things. After 9-11, we sort of started to see this, you know, hear about it. But but since I since since you contacted me three or so years ago about uh, getting involved in doing things like this, I have seen it all over. You know whether it's local departments or n- nationwide, this is really an issue. Oh, it's it's the number firefighter cancer is the largest issue facing the fire service right now. More firefighters are are dying of occupational cancer than any other cause. I won't steal Steve's thunder because he has he has the data for you that we'll share, but it's not specific to Fairfax or Spotsylvania or one department. It's the entire fire service. And and Chief, I I've seen just in Spotsylvania, um, well known name, well known members of the Spotsylvania Fire and Rescue have have this has become an issue in Spotsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just in the past I think three years, I would say. Uh, more and more of our members, uh, volunteer, career, retired, have been diagnosed with cancer. And so we have taken some provisions to prevent cancer in our members going back to 2017, 2018, we're taking steps. But in the past three years, it's really uh, been on the forefront with, uh, with these diagnoses. And we'll get into we'll, we'll get into some of these some of the specifics as we go along this morning. But Steve, you you're my you're my stat man on this. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I mean these these are really kind of sobering things when you think that that that, that, that you all get involved to, to to help the community. 
and all of a sudden you start looking at these and uh, they, they, these are these are serious numbers they are and unfortunately they're growing <clears throat> and um, uh, the numbers um, are quite eye-opening but it's also um, folks that have reached out to me for assistance and not every firefighter reaches out so um, you know we all we all understand it's a personal choice that they want to keep it private or make it well known but unfortunately last year in virginia we had 59 firefighters that were diagnosed with cancer mm. yeah, wow that's a lot that, i was gonna say that's way too many it, it is it is and then uh sadly we've had seven firefighters die um of their occupational cancer um and then here's another scary number that the average age was 57 years old that's just in the prime of their lives yeah yeah so it's uh, it's concerning the numbers um really reflect what we're exposed to on a daily basis um, that's why um, the firefighter cancer support network and the international association of firefighters uh, joined forces to uh, make january firefighter cancer awareness month to bring that knowledge to firefighters that this disease is not going away and to take steps to prevent that exposure when when you guys got involved was was this an issue or has this been an issue that has just come up in the last 20 25 years so i, I know when i first joined you know 28 years ago yeah and wasn't on the radar i <clears throat> from what I, I can recall around 2016 17 there was some more awareness that came up and ironically in our promotional process when i put in for chief officer in 2018 that was our project is cancer awareness initiatives and so that's when i really started getting some yeah. some headway in, in 2018 and i think it's just it's come more to the forefront year after year i mean exponentially now year after year and especially in the past two years and and for me uh, i'm just coming up on about 20 years in the fire service uh as you coming through your career you're starting to see and hear more a little bit about it but up until recently the past five years and we're still working on better data and tracking yeah. like steve went over some of those numbers that's just what's been reported right you know there's way more out there that's just because a lot of firefighters may not know to report it who to report it to volunteer firefighters may not have all the resources that career firefighter has so and then the uptick also has to do with the furnishings uh, of Absolutely. the houses yeah. what's burning and what we're being exposed to now versus what we call the legacy uh, houses that were everything was cotton and wool everything synthetics it's all oils so we're and, being exposed to those things and so that was a big push back around 2013 14 somewhere in that time frame fire science there was a been a big push from uh, UL underwriter laboratories yeah uh, FDNY did some studies a lot and a lot of things happened uh, during that time frame to really bring the forefront how toxic our environment is and even in the past two years uh, PFAS mm -hmm. has been another topic of of things that are affecting us. It was found in in foam. That chemical was found in foam, but now so uh, and, and other parts of our gear may contain chemicals that are uh, harmful to us. Boy, stuffing your gear—that's yeah. that's that's the, scary. The, the material in which our gear is made out of, yes. The stuff that's made to protect us is yeah. actually <clears throat> contributing to making yeah. us sick. And I guess the, and the one thing you never think of, I mean, when, when you get a call and, and you go to you go to a house, you're going to protect and that's what you're trained for. You don't think you you don't want to have to think, I wonder what's in this house nope. that, 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 that could be affecting me. But that's what what ultimately, you know, we're talking and about. Then, again, um, the protective equipment that we're wearing contains as 
as Chris says, PFAS, which is a is polyfluorinated alkaline substance. Yeah. And it's found in our entire environment, and, in, and it's used for uh, water repellency. So that's in a protective gear. Sure. It's a carcinogen, and when we wear our turnout gear and we get hot, it starts off-gassing, and it's a direct absorption into our bodies. You're wearing it. Mm-hmm. And we're wearing it. We're wearing it. That's that's the thing that's scary. Mm-hmm. Because that we, <clears throat> we didn't realize this until, I said, two years ago. And now that's been a pretty hot topic as well because we take for granted that, like you said, our gear is going to protect, protect us, us. And we're fully encapsulated. We're doing the right thing. And we find out to the contrary to some extent. Mm. So. We take a quick break. We're going to continue this uh, discussion. Good stuff this morning. Spotsylvania Assistant Fire Chief Chris Alonzo here along with Steve uh, Weissman and uh, Ryan McGill. Firefighter cancer is our focus. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Firefighter Cancer this morning. Our focus, Ryan McGill, a firefighter in Fairfax. Steve Weissman is a uh, retired firefighter from Stafford and Fairfax and from Spotsylvania Assistant Fire Chief uh, Chris Lonzo. Here this morning, Steve. We should mention that uh, you're involved with the, the with the uh, the, the firefighter uh, cancer support network, and, and you're you're a survivor. Yes, I was uh, diagnosed uh, almost seven years ago with prostate cancer, and it was deemed as a direct result of my occupation. Well, that had to be a shock. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we all think that we're invincible; nothing can happen to us. Yeah. And uh, I was feeling very well, uh, health-wise, doing very well, and uh, went in for early detection testing, uh, just routine, and it was discovered. Um, and then uh, found out that I had stage two uh, cancer. Um, went through some treatment, and uh, eight years later, I'm here talking with you. And we're glad. We're, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're glad about that, and you you, you look great. And, and that truly brings up, you know, an important factor of any of our firefighters or anybody out there listening. Early health screening is so important uh, to saving lives. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you are, what mm-hmm. your occupation is, just go out and get scanned. Yeah, when you know, scans go, go out, yeah, no, I'm, I'm an example of that yeah. too. Just even when you feel well, when, when, you're, when, it's, when it's time for certain scans, get them. Absolutely correct. So, so you can uh, you, you can uh, get a get a leg up on that, um, Chief. One of the things when, when we were talking just about the uh, you know the, the protective gear and all, and even though it kind of comes as a, as a surprise, like you say, over the last two years, now now that people are on that and looking at it, and there's the technology that that we have, uh, at, at least that kind of thing now is taking place. Yeah, there's definitely more awareness. Uh, there are manufacturers who are working to find solutions. One of the things that we've done in the, in the past several years is we actually provide our firefighters with two sets of gear, of turnout gear. So they're not wearing old gear. They're not wearing gear that's been soiled or dirty, and they have the opportunity to, to switch their gear out, which is huge. And it's a, a huge recommendation as well. And we have the ability to clean our gear as well. Uh, we, we can clean our gear in all of our fire stations. Hmm. And we pay a vendor to come in to do a more thorough cleaning and inspection. And having two sets of gear also helps reduce the uh, the carcinogen exposure to our firefighters as well and i guess the other thing you you, th- you, you think of is if you in the in the past if you've taken your gear home just exposing family members absolutely very true very very true even even um you know we're working to make it 
make our, our firefighters more aware just if they're what we call on the detail trail taking their gear make sure they put it in a, a bag that's sealed so that it's not off gassing in the same vehicle you're driving around with your your family and your children in. yeah so yeah a lot of education still to be done well and i guess that's that's the thing just education yep. because I, I mean i look at, at, at you all who've, who've who've been firefighters for years and in some ways you're having to, to relearn or just do things differently than, than and, you've and ever done before and that's the focus of firefighter cancer awareness month um, we've established a uh, website for it um, through the firefighter cancer support network as well as the international association of firefighters um, any firefighter any fire department can go on to either one of the sites and there's free downloadable information uh, powerpoint training education material survivor stories um, and uh, protocols that any department can use free of charge to bring awareness to their membership. And it's interesting, is, is you, you've all talked about the numbers and you've emphasized a couple of times, these are people who are coming forward. Either they don't know or they just haven't, you know, connected the two or maybe don't want to say. Well, that you're right what you said right there, uh, uh, breaking down the stigma and a lot of it has to do with that fear when you get that initial diagnosis. Some people are willing to share that information, other it's personal and they want to keep it private. Yeah. And that's one thing that we're working on. Uh, it's a national effort. There's national surveys. We have our statewide survey through VCU uh, and the Virginia Firefighters for Lifelong Health. We're trying to get firefighters to report that so we get better data so that we could develop uh, more legislation for presumptive coverage and you know really help us understand the scope of cancer in Virginia and nationally. So we've uh, we've partnered with the uh, VCU Massey Cancer Center. Uh, in that uh, effort uh, we've created as Ryan said a statewide survey. We want every firefighter in Virginia to complete it so we can really get a handle on the number of firefighters that have been diagnosed, their thoughts and processes um, to cancer, uh, and to use that for research purposes. Uh, we launched it last February at the uh, Fire Chiefs Conference in Virginia Beach. Uh, to date, we have about 400 firefighters that have completed it. Um, there are close to 14,000 firefighters in Virginia. We have a long uphill battle to get every firefighter to complete this survey. The um, just just the, the the vast numbers of this is just re really what 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 catches you and like you say that you're 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 still just trying to and you, you it's it's still really the early parts of uh, mm -hmm. as, as you as you start as you start um, as you start collecting all of all of this information. Ryan, you've been really up an upfront person statewide in in, in, in talking about this. Did you, was it just the the numbers that you saw, or you just there, there needed to be a voice with this? What got you What got you so connected to this? Well, what how it originally started for me it was some of the exposures that we were receiving, and uh, and part of our training that I was concerned about, um, and then it, it just kind of continued to grow from there. Uh, being impacted by people that I know that were being diagnosed with cancer, um, and trying to assist them, uh, un unfortunately. I think we had seven, 16 people from Fairfax County active and retired this year, this year diagnosed. So wow. a large number from our, our, our local. Um, so trying to advocate for our people, educate them. Uh, so, yeah, it's an uphill battle, but uh, one we're willing to, to take on. Well, and I've seen locally, I mean, Chief, just even in Spotsylvania, like I mentioned earlier, just 
some some people that were well known and who've, who've recently had had retired, and then a few of them had, had passed away, and they were they, they just seemed too young. Yeah, I mean, it's got to really impact you. Absolutely, it it's hit very hard for us in the past couple of years for sure, and you know seeing respected people, leaders, uh, career and volunteer that have that have been through this battle, and especially last year to see in the past two years yeah. to have a young man who found out he had cancer I think he went for a dental uh, a dental issue and fi- finds out he has cancer and goes through a year-long journey to get back on the job didn't know that if he come, didn't know he, he would come back to the job you know respected kid really in the fire service he really embodies uh, really embodies you know what it is to be a firefighter this guy is all in on in this job and yeah. you see that he came close to maybe not being in the job in, on, anymore and watching that fight the biggest thing that that i take away from that and talking with some of my colleagues is just the culture change that's needed just the awareness you know to get treatment to get the screening uh, to come forward and move move through uh, get, taking a claim if you got the cancer on the job and getting the right treatment and being open about it and doing the right things to prevent getting cancer in the first place doing all you can do mm-hmm. so it's definitely a cultural change yeah yeah no and it's, it's it's just so hard just because all of you chose this profession to help people yeah to do what firefighters to you know be, be involved in, in 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 the community as, as as first responders and suddenly you're discovering that the you know the job is starting to is, is, is starting to impact people and kill people. Very true. And then the uh, sad reality is um, that in Virginia we do have a uh, uh, workers' compensation um, board, if you will, um, and there are 12 cancers that are presumed uh, under this law that uh, covers you if you are diagnosed with it. But it's still an uphill battle for these firefighters who have been diagnosed with these cancers to receive compensation and to uh, cover their medical costs. Mm. And a lot of times, um, even still, the, the fight results in many firefighters going bankrupt uh, because of the you know, out-of-pocket expenses uh, for their journey of fighting the cancer. And it's, really, it's truly sad that they, Boy, you know. it's awful. And that's what we do in January down in, uh, in Richmond to make ch- legislative changes to bring better benefits to these firefighters. Um, again, only 12 cancers out of 100 that are out there are, are covered in Virginia. Mm. So are you involved with this session of the General Assembly? Are there, is, is there legislation that, that we should follow and, and, yeah. uh, and well, we, advocate we ha- for? We have a, a couple pieces. One's a budget amendment and one is a piece of legislation. Uh, the budget amendment is to provide for early detection screening for uh, firefighters in Virginia. It's a $3 million uh, budget uh, ask. Uh, and that would provide any type of early detection screening that the locality would like to do. The other one, which is legislation, it has to do with uh, public safety officers' uh, death benefits. Currently, as the law is written, if you die of occupational cancer, you're mm. not eligible for those. Your family is not eligible for that death benefit. Mm. So we're, we're mm-hmm. working to change that, and we're also working to increase it because that, that – Benefit is a little bit, uh, I'd say, outdated. It's $25,000. Do- $25,000 today doesn't go nearly as far, especially if you're a family of four or five. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to increase that to $100,000. Yeah. 
boy, the, 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 you, before I met you guys years ago, my thought would have been that the if firefighter deaths came on the job, and yeah. you just never you never looked at, at at some of these issues that we talk about as, as being issues, and more and more they're becoming. And you issues. don't hear about a firefighter that dies in, uh, as a result of cancer. Yeah. When it's a result of a structure fire, um, and I don't want to make it sound glorified, um, but the community rolls out because mm -hmm. you see that it, it really hits home. Uh, with cancer, it's personal. It's usually private, and we don't get that information out. And it's not as glorified. And Hollywood, you know, made... There it is. Yeah, yeah, That's I what I was just going <laughs> to say. It goes back to why why we got in the fire yeah, service. Yeah. Right. A lot of yeah. folks think yeah. backdraft, yeah. like, backdraft. Why, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. ladder 49, whatever you want to call it. Funeral at the yeah, end. But you know. a lot of firefighters were dying that way because that's how it's portrayed in Hollywood. In reality, in today's modern fire service, the majority of firefighters are dying of occupational cancer. Yeah. And the other double whammy as well is the mental health aspect of it. Yeah, mental health has been a, a, a major... Uh, major issue in the fire service as well and you combine you committing your life to the fire service to being a servant in the community and doing this job yeah. because you want to take care of other people and then you go through a battle of cancer and you have to worry about the compensation and benefits and how things are going to be taken care of uh, it definitely weighs on you I and mean, we see that right now dealing with an issue i've seen it over the past couple of years in my position and with close friends uh, it's it's not just a, a one-sided issue with the cancer it's, all the other aspects go along with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you think about you, you think about this, and the thing is, we we've talked it in, in the back of my mind. It's hard enough with recruiting. I see every every fire and rescue, and in, in, in even in, in volunteers are, are looking for people to to get involved in, uh, in in fire and rescue, and this is just something that can't help as far as the recruitment part of it. Yeah. That's a whole show in itself. Yeah. For you. Yeah. yeah it is. It's, yeah. And it's a national issue yeah. with recruitment. Yes. Yep. Recruitment is definitely a, an issue right now. Generational changes. What got us involved is, is maybe not the same to yeah. the, the younger folks coming out of high school and early college now. So, yeah, definitely plays into it. So I think that's going to be the most important thing moving forward with this being on the forefront, cancer being on the forefront, and in trying to recruit and retain people is they have to know that there are resources out there to go to for help for screening and that there's going to be help there whether an issue ever happens to them you know five years 10 years 25 yeah. years into the job yeah well, one other thing it's also important to do what we're doing here with you today this is part of the awareness also spreading awareness but also highlighting things like what spotsylvania is doing or fairfax or anybody that's doing to mitigate and reduce the risks of occupational cancer sharing that that we are doing something yeah. we are and maybe the chief will touch on that a little bit later what they're doing we're going to talk about that when, when when we come back and i was just i was just going to say the fact that that you guys are also passionate about this and want to come out and talk about it um shows that there there really is a there, there, there's an understanding of, of where there, things need to be shored up, and um, so, so things are happening. So thank you for getting up and, yeah. and, and talking about this yeah. this you. morning and always wanting to come in and, and, and do this. Ryan McGill is here. He's a uh, Fairfax firefighter. Steve Weissman is a retired Stafford and Fairfax firefighter and also with the, uh, the Firefighter uh, Cancer Support Network. And from uh, Spotsylvania, Assistant Chief Chris Lonzo is here. More coming up. News Talk 1230 WFE. We'll get into into some of the uh, details on some of the things that are being done when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFE. It's 831. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. 
This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. It is Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month, and that's what we're talking about, firefighter cancer this morning with Ryan McGill, Steve Weissman, and uh, Chris Alonzo. Chris is the assistant uh, chief in Spotsylvania. Ryan is with the uh, Fairfax uh, Fire and Rescue, and, and, uh, and, and Steve is a, a retired firefighter from Stafford and Fairfax and also with the uh, the Firefighter Cancer Support Network. So we've talked about things that are being done, and I, and I know, Chief, you've you you mentioned that that Spotsylvania has been has been very has has aggressively looked at this problem and has has implemented some things. Sure, yeah. So back in I think 2017 may have begin, may have begun the journey. Uh, known by 2018, we obtained a grant, a federal grant to put a diesel exhaust capture system in every fire station. So diesel exhaust traditionally has been carcinogenic, a little cleaner now. Can't say it's 100% clean, but. That was our first one of our first moves is to make sure we took care of the diesel exhaust so that is in all of our stations now all 11 stations throughout the county uh, after that we bought gear extractors to clean our gear mm-hmm. and dryers separately from uh, other items other clothing items we went through and bought a second set of turnout gear for all career and volunteer firefighters we implemented a decon policy and decon process back then as well. It's probably been seven, eight years at least. We implemented that both in the training ground and on the fire ground as well. Uh, we've enhanced our our screening process. So this year we're going to start doing the cancer ultrasound uh, screenings from uh, an outside vendor from UDS who works with uh, Steve over here. So they're going to come in and scan all of our members. So our county has committed to doing that uh, for our members this year. Wow. So th- we, we, we talk about recruitment. The, the, these are things that you can Absolutely. I, I mean, point to and just say, you know, we understand and we're, we're here for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that, that, those are all pretty comprehensive, it really is. comprehensive. In fact, and we also uh, signed up and got on board with a company that comes and does that that deep cleaning of our gear and inspection of our gear every six months on top of that so hmm. so we've gone through and try to try to take care of any recommendations that are out there and any available resources now and to try to be on the forefront of uh of decreasing the exposure to our people so hopefully that that will help like you said if, as people come on the job yeah if i have any concerns about that i'm looking i'm looking at this and thinking i want this is this is what i want to do this is my career and spotsylvania is looking out for me yeah absolutely and, and, and chris um they're so progressive spotsylvania doing um, a lot of on-scene decontamination and that's so important uh, studies have shown um, that when a firefighter goes into a fire um, the carcinogens that are being absorbed on our turnout gear remain on our turnout gear and with a simple wash of soap and water when they leave the incident, uh, leave the structure, yeah. reduces 85% of the toxins, the carcinogens off our turnout gear. And it's a, it's a two-minute process of just soap, a little bit of water, rinse it off, and then you come back and do the professional cleaning afterwards. 
uh, makes a tremendous difference. And, and you said something when you first started talking, addressing the chief here in your last question about uh, the aggressiveness of what they're doing, right? Steve and I have been working on a campaign for all firefighters to be aggressively smart, mm -hmm. right? So that means being aggressive in our tactics on the fire ground. Uh, and also being aggressive in our decontamination measures as we come out. So we're going to be smart about everything we're doing from our training to on the incident to post-incident. Yeah. And uh, another thing I got to say that the Spotsylvania has done that uh, the chief didn't say is uh, you guys also recently got thermal imaging cameras. Yes, we did. Right. That helps with our, our firefighters being aggressively smart in decision making helps us put the fire out faster so we're not exposed as much so that's the key so they're they're doing that's a lot of great point. things in spots of and, and the education as well so our recruits get educated mm -hmm. on cancer prevention and health and safety issues um, more above and beyond what yeah. the requirement is for when they come in the door in the first couple of weeks in the fire yes. academy yeah i'd meet with uh, their entire recruit school go over on um, the issues concerns and preventative measures for them so they leave recruit school with that basic knowledge. Well, so you're starting it right away. It's absolutely. In, 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 absolutely correct. I'm sure you run into, and I, and I like aggressively smart. Yes. Um, and, and I'm sure just in, in, in any form of work, when, when you start implementing this kinds of thing, hopefully because you've got a lot of statistics now and you've got in, in, in some, some stories to tell, but I'm sure you run into some of this with, with not even not not even necessarily older firefighters, but but some people who would just say, I don't, I can't be bothered with this, I you know to to do yeah. all this thing. No, you're 100 percent. And right. that's got to be a huge concern of yours. Of here's the issue. Here's what we're going to do for you. Here's how you can prevent it. But you are going to have yeah. it's just, it's it's life. People sometimes are just not going to. It's like not wearing seatbelts. Changing hearts and minds of of our members, and uh, like we were talking out there, everyone. Every once in a while, we got to kind of punch people in the face a little bit, and, yeah. and, and so it hits them hard, you know, and, and give them the the real reality of the situation. And most of the time, that punch in the face, I'll say that. Yep. And the reality doesn't hit home until one of their friends, coworkers, or department members is diagnosed with yep. cancer. Um, it, it's transparent at that point, uh, up to that mm -hmm. point, and then when it hits home, we say, "Wow, what could we have done differently?" It's too late at that point. Because you've already been exposed to carcinogens, the toxins, um, but hopefully that will make change in department policies and procedures, and they'll take it a little bit more serious. Well, and just like and just like like you said, Steve, you you went and were were diagnosed early. They were able to to, to get it. These are the kinds of things you don't want to wait on because you you run into situations where it's too far along. The earlier we detect that there's a carcinogen or toxin in the body that will cause cancer the earlier we could uh, that a physician can treat it uh, hence it'll result in a nice long career afterwards uh, and that's what our goal is get them healthy get them back to work so they can you know uh, enjoy life we've seen too many firefighters dying at a very young age uh, and not enjoying you know retirement not enjoying you know the, their families yeah. and that's the sad part well, and just the fact, just the um, just the stories, I mean, that shows. What, I mean, you've all been aggressive in in, in talking, in, in wanting to get out there and, and and tell these stories. And as you have more stories to tell, or and, and unfortunately for you, Chief, of, of you know people that you worked with that uh, have have been lost, be able to tell those stories, I would think would have have a huge impact on people and, and, and wanting to get wanting to do these things. We're going to be doing that in uh, May. Um, right here in Fredericksburg. Um, 
we had a uh, our first ever cancer awareness and health conference last year in Richmond. We're going to be bringing that to uh, Spotsylvania, Fredericksburg this year on May twenty May twenty third. May twenty third. Uh, Mary Washington Hospital is uh, graciously allowing us to use their conference center. We're bringing in some experts uh, in uh, the research of F. cancer. Uh, we're going to have uh, survivors there talking about their stories. Um, it's free for firefighters, uh, and we would like, you know, obviously some support from the community to put this together. Um, so uh, we're bringing it right here. You know, highlighted here in Fredericksburg. If people want to get involved in, in, as far as supporting something like this, what's who, who's the best person to contact? Everyone's pointing at me. <laughs> they are all so, pointing yeah. at you, Steve. I think so, they, I think you're it. No, that and that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, just, you can just go to the Cancer Support Network's website, okay. and my, my information's on there. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're looking for a great turnout. Last year we had 200. Yeah, we had about roughly 200 firefighters. <laughs> Um, we would love to have their spouses attend this also because sometimes the spouse is the one that uses the elbow on the side to say, you need to do decon, you need to do this, you need to do, uh, go get some, uh, you know, early detection screening. It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. And, and I'll just add one thing. Uh, on top of the community, it's the decision makers at the county and state level also. Uh, We'd love to have as many of our local elected officials join us so that they could learn right. how our members are exposed to cancer and the impact it has. Because at the end of the day, they're the decision makers that control some of the funding that help us get uh, the advanced screenings, new, new uh, PPE, protective equipment, stuff like that. So it's very important that the decision makers also understand how we get cancer. Boy, and big, big shout out to, to Spotsylvania, like we said, whether it's whether it's the, the, the Board of Supervisors that has Absolutely. to approve funding for a lot of this, but just in just within the, the, the hierarchy, the, you know, the, the chief and others Absolutely. who have said this is this no, is what we're going to do. Yeah, the fire chief, the county administrator had had the uh, cancer screening as a top budget priority last year and the board supported that so absolutely you know it definitely can't commend our, our leadership in our county enough for supporting those initiatives from the, the uh, measures in the station to the screenings to the second set of gear they've been supportive of all of that at this point so it's it's been good now you, you appreciate you, it you look at you look at at, at budget times and uh, this it, there, there are a lot of issues and uh, but but this is one that, that, that hasn't been that this being aggressively pursued in Spotsylvania which is great it is absolutely and, and it's also one of those things too where you bring people on you want to keep them healthy you want to keep them engaged you want to keep them keep them in the organization you want to recruit people as well to come to the organization uh, we're growing uh, we're a department of uh, about 270 personnel and, and still growing so we want to be able to have, grow a healthy and maintain a healthy environment and, and bring people in and so we want them to to know they're protected and I guess Steve, you're one of your what you're doing with the, the the cancer support network there is trying to educate everybody, whether it's 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 larger departments or you just think of some some of these rural uh, departments. Everybody needs to be implementing this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've reached out and uh, to many departments throughout the Commonwealth to offer free education, free awareness training. Uh, all they have to do is contact me. Um, we've been all over the Commonwealth so far. Uh, we're right now working with Spotsylvania. Uh, as you know, with their recruit school, um, I'm in also process with Prince William Fire to bring a uh, tremendous initiative to them. So uh, it's free, uh, reach out. Uh, we have to educate our membership. We have to educate the leadership of this disease that's affecting us. 
And I, I just I, I look at I look at the at the chief here who can talk about people he knew in Spotsylvania that have been impacted, and then Ryan, you with with Fairfax, who just I mean it's a it's a much bigger department, and you're reeling off all these different people. This is this truly is. We we we, we talk about uh, you know really you know serious issues. This is one of them. Yeah, there's there's so many different ways our members are exposed. You know, in the training environment, on the fire ground. You know, even when you have floods and hurricanes or anything like that, Mm. floodwaters contain contaminants. So firefighters are exposed many ways that, you know, the average person wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Not even to mention, and and the chief mentioned that diesel extraction system, uh, the diesel exhaust from the engines contain high levels of benzene. Benzene is a group one carcinogen. Mm -hmm. So, again, even though we're not fighting fire, we're constantly being exposed to something. And because I just look at you guys and think mm-hmm. just being exposed, that I, even though this is all being done now and we know this and you're, you're doing everything, I'm sure in the back of your minds, you know, you are wanting to make sure that if, 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 you've, if you've come in contact with anything, that, that it gets looked at early. Absolutely. Yeah, and another part of that, that prevention or just maintaining your, your records is exposure reporting, trying to maintain appropriate records for exposure. Yeah. And pushing our department, trying to... Uh, maintain records of how often you're exposed on the scene of a call or in training, and also for firefighters to uh, to maintain awareness and keep track of when they're exposed as well, which goes a long way when you try to uh, get compensation and, and work through a claim and get support later on. Yeah, and then as you explained, Steve, boy, the, the 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 whole claim procedure. I mean, there there's there still are there's there are a lot of areas of this that that need work, but you're you're at least at this point. Spotsylvania and others are, are, are working on what can be done now, and, and you're working legislatively Absolutely. or just even some of the yeah. behind-the-scenes that, that make sure that these families are compensated. Yeah, the, uh, the law changed a couple years ago um, to make it a little bit easier for a firefighter to uh, put in a claim. Um, it's a presumptive law. However, you still had to prove back in the day, you still had to prove that you were exposed to a chemical, what chemical it was, where it was, and what it did to your body. Um, now it's a little bit easier. That presumption has been changed, but however, it's still rebuttable um, from the compensation side of it. So you still have to document your exposure. You still have to show that you were exposed to something. And uh, it's gotten a little bit easier, but there's always still a fight to get the benefits that our firefighters deserve. And we're touching on education a little bit here today. and. We're talking about educating our members, but there's also a huge need in what we're working on also in educating medical providers because Mm. the medical community doesn't understand a lot of times how firefighters are exposed and they don't draw the correlation to our occupation because they haven't been educated on uh, on it. So that's a a big push. We're working with VCU, ANOVA, uh, the Shark Cancer Center, to uh, educate their providers so that when a firefighter comes to them and say, hey, I'm not feeling right, they investigate it a little more aggressively yeah. and, and put them through that screening process to, to see if they have cancer. Thyroid cancer was the largest uh, type of cancer that affected our firefighters this year, thyroid cancer. Uh, many of our members went to a physician, the physician just pretty much wrote it off that sometime in your life you were exposed to radiation or something. D- didn't put together the correlation of that that firefighter was exposed to these carcinogens Um, and again as you know thyroid sits right up high it's high thin skin it's uh, very vulnerable to exposures so we had to educate the physicians that are treating them and then uh, we had better outcome 
and the it, it, if you mentioned it earlier in, in in the show, and it could probably be its own show, but just the mental health mm-hmm. part Absolutely. of this is 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 something that is has to be you know factored in. Yeah, absolutely. Mental health has been also in the forefront with cancer awareness as being a challenge in the fire department, in the fire service. And that is something that uh, we've also worked on. Like in our in our county, we have a peer support team. We started that about a year ago and we're working toward accreditation by the summer perhaps. We have two clinicians with us as of right now. And at Fairfax does the same thing. A lot of departments of the Commonwealth have a peer support team to address mental health uh, issues with their members and that's another key thing here again where uh, we got to have the support for mental health within our departments in the community and also for the providers like Ryan said medical in the psychiatric community those providers that uh, behavior health providers need, need to be aware of what we face not only in the job you know doing the job but also these other right. secondary things like dealing with cancer and so that's another thing that will drive people to uh, to encounter a lot of difficulties. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have a program with the Cancer Support Network. It's a badge to badge or mentoring, and we provide that support to that firefighter who's been diagnosed with cancer. However, we also provide support to the wives, spouses, and family members because yeah. that's a trying time for them also, and we can't forget them. Steve Weissman is here. Ryan McGill is here, and uh, uh, Chief Chris, Assistant Chief Chris Alonzo from uh, from from Spotsylvania. Ryan is from uh, from Fairfax. Quick break. We're going to wrap this up. Good stuff this morning. Informative and uh, concerning too. We'll uh, conclude when we come back on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. This is Down Talk on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. Download the all new News Talk twelve thirty WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now here's your host, Ted Schubel. Great stuff this morning. Firefighter Cancer. This is Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. Before we get out of here, Steve Weissman, every year I know there's a there's a, a golf tournament you have usually in may no september september that's september, right september i yeah. can't keep everybody's golf tournaments straight <laughs> september 16th lease hill golf uh center um this will be our fourth year uh, we have sold out uh, for the last two years we had great support from the community uh from our uh, sponsors as well as from the local uh firefighters coming out to help support this event uh so again september uh 16th Lee's Hill. Um, we'll advertise it and get out. And, and if anybody's listening out there wants to support us, please, we we'd love to make you part of our team. Best way for someone to get in touch with you is go go to the the, the uh, Firefighter Cancer Support Network and uh, go just that way. That'd be the easiest way. Absolutely. Just uh, scroll down. There's a thing, a uh, little button up on top says I need help. Scroll down to Virginia. Fill out uh, your name, phone number, address, uh, so forth. It'll come right to me, and I'll contact you. Ryan and, and, and Chief Lonzo is, is people who are out, right out there on the on the front lines and, and Chief you've described just really in great detail what Spotsylvania is doing. Thank you for what for, for for what you're doing. This is such serious such serious business but I mean you're really on top of it and think things are happening. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk about what we're doing and uh, to raise the awareness for sure and be with these guys on the forefront of, of bringing this uh, awareness to our area. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that we're trying as hard as we can to uh, to, to prevent cancer in our members and, and, and mitigate that as well. And there's always room for improvement. I definitely feel we've been on the forefront of that in our county. 
Ryan and Steve have been here. This is their this is their third time. We're we're, we're glad wow. that they've been. You're you're now included yeah, now in this little yeah, in this uh, the, the, this. You're stuck with us. <laughs> this this little group, but but Ryan, you've been just passionate about this. I mean, this was uh, it, it, we we tried to set up the first show for a long time, and you pushed it and pushed it, and I I'm so glad you did because you you really educated me. Thank you. Oh, no, thanks for having us. Look forward to doing it again uh, with you sometime soon. Ryan McGill's with Fairfax. Steve Weissman with the Firefighter Cancer Support Network and in Spotsylvania. Assistant Chief Chris Lonzo. Thank you all. We'll uh, talk soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks That it. is it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.